instead of listing out all of our goals, you're listing out things that are associated with an intention and your word. And so you can check yourself in a sense, is this thing in alignment with my theme for the year, which is consistency Mm -hmm. instead of like, am I checking this box? You know, am I trying to go for the goal? That's on the list, which sometimes those things can be, they can feel really cumbersome. And so we're not just going to achieve all of these things and be, have it become habit right away. But our North star is the word and the mm-hmm. embodiment of the word. Not, yes. I have not achieved this thing. If I didn't do these things, it's yes. I'm committed to consistency. I'm committed to happiness. I'm Alexa, and you're listening to That Sex Check, a Soulfire production. Hello, everyone. Hey, friends. Yeah, we're finally back. It's been a hot minute. It has been. I'm pretty sure we start every podcast with it's been a minute or it's been a hot minute. When we, it's been like a couple to a few months, probably. Probably. Yeah. So we haven't recorded since the miscarriage episode, since our pregnancy journey episode. So it's been a couple months October. Yeah. That was October, probably the beginning of November, maybe. Yeah. Somewhere around there. We need to know the exact date, the day, <laughs> Stop. and time. Stop. We'll get to the bottom of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's been that long. Yeah. I had a decent amount of podcasts recorded and in the bank, so to speak, so that we could get through the holidays. And thank goodness I did that because it was really a doozy of a season, the end of 2022. Mm-hmm. And I would say that in a lot of ways, we are still processing like what happened, not just with the loss, but it seemed like our whole world got flipped upside down. Yeah, And so much felt like it was not that it needed to change. It was changing. And so uh, we find ourselves in, in a new home, in a new home. Well, yeah, since yes. then mm-hmm. we've moved since then. I've hosted experiences since then. Me too. Uh, You did too? Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot has happened, but this is not a podcast for us to go down the list of things that we (laughs) have done since we spoke. We'll make this a (laughs) three-parter. Do you last? No, we're not. (laughs) We're actually hopefully going to get right to the meat and potatoes. Come on. Grass-fed beef and organic sweet potatoes. Okay. You know how this goes, baby. Yes. That hopefully we're going to get into that much quicker than we do, than we have in some of our previous episodes. But I like to bullshit for no less than 11 to 22 minutes. You're so ridiculous. (laughs) Okay. So we find ourselves sitting in recording for the first time. Wow. I don't think I've recorded a podcast in the new house. Wow. Maybe. Maybe not. Your new dope office. In my new dope office. On your new dope day bed. My new dope day bed. Yeah, it feels good in here. I'm happy that we're here. We moved out a little bit outside of the city of Austin. So we're in Dripping Springs now and we have more space. You want to give them our exact address? <laughs> Will you Take stop? Will you fucking stop? <laughs> I am in a good mood. We said. I'm hopped up on all kinds of nootropics. Yeah, Jordan's and high. I'm firing. <laughs> but if you don't stop interrupting me with your bullshit. I won't be able to set us up properly. I think this is why people like us is I don't the shenanigans, know. right? I don't actually know. I don't actually know why they like us. <laughs> I'm still questioning that. Why anyone wants to learn from us or be with us. But I mean, 
Anyway, maybe this is the reason. Yeah, because we're cool. We're fun. We're so cool. Okay, are you going to let me finish now? Yes, maybe. So we have more space. A lot of our friends have just moved in the general area too. And so we're trying out a new way of living and being mostly successfully so far. Last week, at the point of this recording, was New Year's and New Year's Eve. So New Year's Day, we took ourselves through a process that is... Nothing that we learned really from anyone. I would say certainly aspects of it we've picked up on from people, from experiences. But yeah, definitely the throwing of it all together in an experience was just something that organically flowed through us. Did I press something? I pressed a thing. You did. You're so high. You're fucking hitting buttons and shit. (laughs) You need to get a hold of yourself. (laughs) I will not. Okay. Can we press the clapping button? I don't know which one is the clapping button. What about the fart button? Is there a fart button? I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. We need to program that in there. Okay. So we took ourselves through a process Mm -hmm. (laughs) that we haven't been taking. What I mean to say is that we hadn't learned this process from anyone, specifically for New Year's. Yeah. We've probably grabbed like goal setting and intention setting and different. We've been led through exercises like those many times throughout our lives, but this time we just kind of organically pieced it all together. And it's something that I realized that we've been doing pretty much every year since we've been together. And this year was the year that it felt like we showed up, we had our notebooks, we had the day plan, like we had the day set aside and we just knew what to do. It was the most solid yeah, it, it was, was a lot of fun. It was, yeah. we gave ourselves a lot of time and yeah, agreed. Yeah, it was great. And so we posted on our social media that that's what we were doing that day, that we set a day and it was just you and I, and it was, I think on New Year's day and we had this whole day planned and multiple people reached out to both of us and just asking, what are you doing? Yeah. People were digging it and it was like, okay, yeah, maybe we want to more formally share this. So I float out a seven-step process. <laughs> ah, ebook coming your way, Q2 of 2023. It's probably not going to happen. But, probably uh, not, no. So I think we titled this episode something along the lines of New Year's resolutions as a couple mm. or New Year's resolutions for your relationship. Yeah. And it's not necessarily New Year's resolutions. It is in a sense. What but... we wind up, yes, what we wind up doing is picking words that are our North Star for the year ahead. And so what we're going to get into is the process that we went through in revisiting the previous year, which was 2022, and then how just discussing what we vision for ourselves and our relationship moving into the new year, which is 2023. Mm -hmm. So the first step, are you ready to get in? Let's do do it, it, baby. Okay, cool. So the first step in our process, and please take what you would like from this process and use it, manipulate it, change it, whatever you want to do, rearrange it, flip it and reverse it. Rebrand it, make an ebook, call it fully your own. (laughs) But I did think those things. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. (laughs) Yeah, put your name on it. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Hashtag no new ideas. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so the first thing that we did was reflect on the previous year. And so the themes, the intentions, milestones, celebrations, hardships. And what did that look like? It was an open conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, part of the setting the scene too is like, and obviously depends on what your setup is, but we were outside. It was beautiful. The sun was out. I think we went on a long walk to start the day. 
we took care of ourselves and set us up for success. So the actual setting, I think, is an important thing to point out going into this. Yeah. So dialing that in. I know some people that will like go stay at an Airbnb or they could go on a little trip or something in order to go through this process together so that they yeah. don't have very many distractions. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I would say we even sort of pre-started this process a couple of days earlier with our closest friends. Yeah. We had a little gathering and we did some of this kind of stuff, but obviously in a group setting, much less formal, not nearly as in depth. But yeah, so reflection of the year prior, it's literally going month through month of the timeline yeah. because oftentimes I can get wrapped up in the micro of today or this week or this month. But when I think about a whole year, sometimes I'm like, holy shit, that was this year, that was the beginning of this year. One example is I emceed a wedding, some of our closest friends' wedding at the beginning of last year, like this time last year. That feels like lifetimes ago. Oh yeah, at that time, <laughs> just now even when you said it, I was like, wait, no, you produced a wedding. No, you emceed a wedding. And then I produced a wedding. And then you produced <laughs> a wedding later, <laughs> yeah, later in the year. And both mm-hmm. of us went to Peru. Yep. So much happened. Yeah, so it's really important to set the stage of like, what did we do this year? What are some milestones? What are just some big things we want to acknowledge and celebrate and remind ourselves of? It was a lot of times, I think, myself included here, but a lot of people will, I haven't done enough. I haven't achieved enough. I'm not farther, I'm not farther enough along. I'm not where I want to be or I'm supposed to be or where I should be. And it's only in looking back where you can appreciate where you were in a year in the span of a lifetime isn't all that long. And yet it's also a, a year. decent little chunk. <laughs> yeah, a yeah. year. And But looking backwards, I can see, oh, I did do a lot. Of, I am realizing my dreams yes. if I just look. Yeah. If I'm just present with what actually happened and unfolded. Yeah. Yeah, I'm right on track. And for people like us, like we don't just let our lives be up to chance. Yeah. You know, so I'll point that out too, that I'm sure that there's also the majority of the population that doesn't do these kinds of exercises that doesn't like really put a lot of visioning or intention. They just get to the next day. Yeah. Get to the next paycheck, get to the next vacation time off, get to the next Mm -hmm. and don't really look at like where are we really going here and where have we been? Yeah. And one way to think about this and sort of summarize this concept in, I've heard this from multiple people. I think it's just genius. It's something I do for myself often. The quote goes something like this. We typically underestimate what we can do in the long term and overestimate what we can do in the short term. And so it's that balance of the micro versus the macro. Like, okay, cool. In a year, what can I do slash what did I do? And then the same thing, week, day, month, year. So we went through that process. Yeah. And just reminded ourselves Mm -hmm. and cultivated a lot of gratitude, love, and appreciation. Yep. But we didn't just go through the like celebration milestones. We touched on all of the fucked up shit that happened too. Plenty of fucked up shit. (laughs) Yeah. But you know, when it comes to like people seeing us on social media, I think that they think like it's soft over here. It's glamorous over here. It's some kind of particular Uh way. Like even though I was just recently sharing about, like we were recently sharing about hardship and loss. Mm -hmm. I think people, because when I'm at a time when I'm ready to share it, it feels a little bit more grounded. It doesn't feel quite as messy and it doesn't feel like my heart is ripped open and you know, all this stuff. And so they even look at that as like, Oh, she's doing so well. (laughs) And like literally five minutes after I hit post, I'm like on the floor. It's like, it's just this weird thing that happens. But anyway, we're human. So 
that is the first big part is setting yourself up. Something I didn't touch on that's also a part of setting it up. You did say set your scene, but also like prepare for your day. This is possibly going to be a couple of hours At to least. a half of a day. Yeah. Some people do in stages over a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So just prepare ahead of time. That way you can get all the way through and have sentimental things or things that you would deem as sacred, maybe handy. Mm-hmm. So like a candle that represents we're starting this process, we're lighting the candle. And then at the end of your process, you blow the candle out to signify that you're done. Something like that. If you work That's with great. tarot cards or an oracle deck, which Jordan doesn't work with those things, but oh, I do. Baby. I work with those things. I do. I have a deep relationship with those things through you <laughs> <laughs> exclusively. So, you know, I pull out one of my oracle decks or one of my tarot decks and it's just a way to continue building more opportunity for introspection and conversation. And so we just kind of put together our little sacred items and then a couple of other practical items that I want to mention before we get into the rest of it is that we have a notebook and probably highlighters, pens, pencils. I like to erase. 75% of which we don't use, but But we like to have it there. I mean, I try to use it all. A whiteboard. Um, A whiteboard sometimes. That's usually Jordan wants to put it. We don't use it. We wrote our words on it. That's it. Yeah, that was it. Which is great. And the wind kept blowing it over. So we also like to get a calendar. Mm-hmm. So this can be just a regular flip calendar. We got a fun one though. We do. Yeah. We do. It's a Christmas gift from my mom, I think. That's from your like aunt. A, from my aunt, yeah. It was, what's it called? Like the fuck it calendar or something like that? No, no, no. It's like calm your... Calm the fuck down or something. Calm the fuck down. Yeah. Our calendar is called Calm the Fuck Down. It's really funny. Super cute and quirky. Yeah. yeah. So we had that so that we could see the whole year ahead and all the dates and all of that. And then, of course, we have our phones with our Google Calendar. Yep. And so there is definitely a big balance between, is it sacred and secular? It, would you I say like secular? <laughs> yeah, you could Sometimes say that. I'm not sure what secular means. Well, secular means it's kind of like mainstream. It's like It's used earth. in a religious context a lot of earth. Right, yes. right. Well, the <laughs> sacred is like the connection to the divine and yeah. God and where we're going and our greater purpose and blah, blah, blah. And then the other side is Google Calendar. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. The thing that manages life. <laughs> so we have like both feminine, masculine. Yeah. Anyway, you get it. So just make sure you have all of the practical items too. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can also get on Amazon like a big desk calendar which I love and then you can get the little tiny post-its that way you if you are like me I told you that I like to erase right the impermanence I don't want to write it the post-its fucking actually used a pen on the calendar and I fucked fucked it up the first time and I'm like this is why I like pencils so that's my pro tip for you is to order a big desk calendar with little post-it notes that you can move things around Mm -hmm. on okay and you can color coordinate them like baby likes to sometimes I do like to do that okay so once you've reflected Then you're going to explore what your new theme is, Mm -hmm. your intention for the new year, for yourself as an individual, for your partner. You're not going to determine theirs. They're going to determine theirs. Mm -hmm. And then there will be a theme that you can collaborate on that will emerge that is your relationships theme, your relationships Mm -hmm. word. Yep. And so what did that look like for us? So as part of the reflection, we talked about our words that we selected last year. And so mine for last year was fulfillment. Yours was devotion. And our collective was impact. And so we thought about those and we're like, okay, cool. Now, 
Those are great for that year, honoring those. Now, what do we want to step into? What do we want to be our North Star, our guiding light individually and collectively? And the idea is that our words are also encapsulated within our relationship word. So it like includes that. You can think of it like a Venn diagram. I really like this way to approach it. So there's my word, there's your word, and then our words in the middle. And that's where like the overlap is. And so for that, it's asking a lot of questions. So oftentimes a word or several words will come up as like, okay, this is my word for the year. This could be my word for the year. But then there's clarifying questions to determine like, is that actually it? Why? Or is that a part of something bigger or greater? Or is this thing too broad? Yes. Is there something deeper? Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just give a quick example. I took some of my men's group guys through this process and one of the guys came up with the word goals. I was like, well, okay. What is what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> what is deeper than goals? What is represented by this concept of goals that has you saying that? And so when we dug layers deeper, it was things like commitment, dedication, intentionality, that kind of stuff. So typically the word it packs a punch. And when you know, you know, it just hits. And it's funny, the word consistency, my word for this year that I selected, when I first said it, I actually felt a little annoyed by it. Yeah. I was like, (laughs) consistency. It's fucking boring. (laughs) It's not very sexy. I know. Or last year's fulfillment, the year before that was courage. Like, yeah, you know, consistency. It's like, okay. But then when I really sat with it, it was like, the year of dad. Yeah, very much. The year of dad. And so when we asked the clarifying questions, all of it led to, yeah, consistency is what I want to embody in order to be the man I want to be stepping into deeper husbandry, which is not, which is not the word, the for, word it. for it. Exactly. <laughs> but I just like to say it nonetheless uh, and preparing for fatherhood. Yeah. And like your work life yeah. as well. Totally. Consistency in your work as well, which is all at all. It didn't Consistency in my health, all the things. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what did your person who chose goals, what did he choose in the end? We didn't get to the core of it on that. I gave him, Some we went through homework. the process and gave him yeah, the homework and these options for him to sit with. So I have to check because I yeah. want to know what he deduced cool. it down to or mm-hmm. if he's still floundering with the word goals. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So for me, my word, my words in the past were soften and then devotion. And then this year it's happiness. So I look back And I want to so badly go, well, I chose soften, but I still have so much softening to do. Well, I chose devotion, but I didn't really act devoted in a lot of ways. You know, like it's really easy. I definitely hold this pull in our relationship too, where it's kind of easy for me to go back and be like, well, I like said it, but I didn't do it all the way. And then when I really look at how my life is now, I have. I really have in a lot of ways. And this past year, I lost sight of devotion. And with the miscarriage, it completely consumed me. I had to be devoted to myself. And I had to show up for myself in a way that I was refusing, essentially, to show up for myself for the months prior. So in the end, I do feel like I was fulfilled in that. I agree. And then this year, I was sitting with the word. And it's kind of this thing that... People, I think, they feel with this concept of themes and words, they can feel the new word coming, I think. Like for me, I was like, I was in the bathtub and I was sitting and I was slowing things down and I was pretty sure my word was going to be nourishment. 
That's right. Yep. Because that was really what I was re- focusing on was nourishing myself. And I really like the word nourishment. That's another one like devotion. Yeah. Soften nourishment. Come on. And then I can't remember, I'm pretty sure it was you, that I just don't remember how happiness came up. And I was like, fuck, it's such a non-glamorous word. It's just happy. It feels a little generic, but... But if you can hear me describing how I have felt about my previous words and, oh, it's not enough and I could do this more and all this stuff, I need to focus on happiness, y'all. I like, I do. I get to focus on things that bring happiness and joy into my life. And I've never, for all my years existing, except for maybe a little bit of time in my teenager years when I was only focused on myself and getting what I wanted. But if I look back, that's not really going for the right reasons. So is it really truly happiness or joy? Yes and no. So I have not given myself permission to really go for what makes me happy, what brings me to life outside of work. Because work has really brought so much purpose and happiness and fulfillment and all that into my life. And it's now getting to a place where I need some space from work so that I can focus and do other things. And so it's just, it's having me look deep within things that I don't perceive to bring value to the world that are outwardly validating what's really making me happy. It's good. So, I love that. Yeah. And we determined nourishment is a part of that. Yes. But happiness is bigger than that. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what emerged, this process of exploring what the new themes are, what we wound up doing was free writing. So we put on our favorite thing, and I don't know if this is your favorite, but it's my favorite, is lo-fi beats. Any version of lo-fi Any beats. Any lo I really like the lo-fi cover songs. I do too. Those are fun. Those are fun. Mm-hmm. And so it's L-O-F-I. So for people who are just like not musically inclined, it's great background music when you're working. It's like one step, a couple steps ahead of meditation music. It's not as boring as meditation music, but it doesn't have any words. So it's, it's not going to distract vibe-y, you. But yeah, it's background. So I put on some energetic lo-fi is what I put on. <laughs> then we were outside and we sat with our notebooks and he knew that his word was consistency. I knew my word happiness. And then we wrote, free wrote for many minutes what does it mean to us? What does consistency mean to you? And what does it look like? And what does it feel like? And what is happiness? What does it mean for me to go for happiness? What does it look like? What does it feel like? And we wrote. And then I believe before we started free writing, we came up with the word. We were, we were looking for our word for our relationship. Considering consistency and considering happiness, which in a lot of ways are kind of going in opposite directions of each other whenever you break down achieving consistency and achieving happiness they're kind of one's more masculine one's more feminine for sure we came to the word equilibrium for our relationship just such a good word right and an impact was a really great word last year yep. but it definitely like packed a punch we want to impact yeah and this year it's we want harmony yeah but harmony didn't feel like quite the word but equilibrium did and when we looked it up that's when we decided it It's a state of balance, physical and mental balance. Mm -hmm. And so. And it just felt more, balance was another word, right? mm -hmm. Equilibrium just felt almost subtly poetic in Mm -hmm. a sense. Yeah, just a great word. So we spent some time free writing, looking at what these words could look like in action in our daily lives. We looked at what activities would bring me happiness, what activities would bring you consistency, the mindset around it our goals around it, feelings, thoughts, et cetera. And then when we were done, the next step is that we shared it with each other. 
Yeah, and we probably took a solid 30 plus minutes to journal, to write all this stuff down. And that felt great. When we went to share, it was understandably the feminine masculine theme kept going, mm-hmm. where a lot of my stuff was very masculine. It was very specific. And yours certainly had specificity as well, but it was much more feminine and more energetic. Yeah, a different kind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it doesn't mean that I'm not going for, let's say, consistency in my happiness because I am. Mm-hmm. And you're a part of your consistency. Makes me happy. Is bringing you, <laughs> is sure, bringing you happy. But some of the things that you want to be consistent with bring you joy. Yes, absolutely. And so the only way that I'm going to have that long withstanding is if I'm consistent. Mm-hmm. So it's just, we found a way for it to really blend with each other. Yeah. And so you would say some practical, like what are some practical things that you wanted to... Yep. To put on your list. Mm-hmm. So a few examples. One, every day that I'm home, jumping in the pool. Yeah. I'm doing some form of polar plunging, cold water immersion therapy. Every day that I have reasonable control over that. So that was one. Another one is shooting around on the basketball hoop at our house, which we have a basketball hoop at our new place. It's the best thing ever. It's like a nice one too, for at least 10 minutes. So I could very easily go through a day and not do that, just get wrapped up in all the other stuff. But it's really important to me to be consistent in that regard. What else? Yeah, there were things with writing and content creation. In bed by 10. Oh, a big one. So no, and this will segue into another part of this process. I wrote no screens before 9 a.m. and after 9 p.m. And in the past, I slash we have tried to do versions of this and they've been successful for seasons. I was really looking as part of consistency. I was looking at these things like, could I reasonably do this for the rest of my life? And not that I necessarily will be perfect. Of course not. But is this something that could be a new normal? It's just a habit in my life. And that the 9am and 9pm felt like, yeah, totally. That is now if I did 11am and like 7pm, which I've tried versions of that in the past. No, I don't think that I'll be successful long-term with that. And the last thing I'll say for now is as we were sharing these and as I was developing my own, when we were free riding, I would circle ones that I thought you would be interested in being a part of it. Like, oh, this is in alignment with your happiness. I know this. I imagine this is something that you would be interested in doing together and having like that shared goal and intention. Yeah. And what I like about this exercise in general is instead of listing out all of our goals, you're listing out things that are associated with an intention and your word. And so you can check yourself in a sense, is this thing in alignment with my theme for the year, which is consistency Mm -hmm. instead of like, am I checking this box? You know, am I trying to go for the goal that's on the list, which sometimes those things can be, they can feel really cumbersome. And so I think both of us understand that we're not just going to achieve all of these things and be, have it become habit right away. But our North star is the word and the Mm -hmm. embodiment of the word, not, I have not achieved this thing. If I didn't do these things, it's I'm committed to consistency. I'm committed to happiness. And for me, I was writing through the things that had to do with happiness. And some of those things don't inherently make me happy, but they lead to a more peaceful version of myself, which then leads to a happier version of myself. Great point. So, and I love that you're bringing up the embodiment piece of this. This is super important. As part of the North Star concept, 
having these specific practices that is the expression of my word and acknowledging that in real time on a consistent basis reinforces that. So an example, when my word was courage a couple years ago, I was, I had really gotten into more consistently doing polar plunging and I associated polar plunging with courage. So every time I was going to get in the water and the resistance, it would come up, the stories, the everything. It's like, now hang on a second. It is courageous as fuck for me to jump in this water because it is, it's scary. I don't really like it on the surface at least, but I know on the other side of it, it's good for me. And I want to be this kind of person that is consistently courageous. And so when I was coming up with consistency and all these things, I was reinforcing and reminding myself, and I'm still doing that and will continue to do that throughout the year when I'm doing these things that maybe aren't super sexy on the surface are not the most fun are challenging I'm embodying and expressing the value that I've identified that's really important to me that is consistency for this year. Yeah. And we're not saying that another word's not going to become important to us. You know? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is the one that at the beginning of this year, the fresh start, essentially, it's significant. So this really, what we're describing right now leads to the next piece, which is when we're sharing with each other, the next wave of that is to collaborate on a collective vision on how your two individual themes and your collective theme can look in the year ahead. How can you collaborate on a vision where both of your individual, what's important to you individually, can dance with each other? In that dancing with each other is essentially your relationship word. That is what it is. And so what does it look like practically? This is when there's a shift, like half of the step-by-step is like, in your heart and feeling connected to something outside of yourself and connecting to your relationship and all these things. And then the next half, which we're getting into now, is the practical. And so it's collaborating on that collective vision. What does it actually look like? So you've been listing some of those things out. And for me, what it has looked like for happiness, and I've never given myself like a word like this and a focus like this, and it's really beautiful to actually be in relationship with it. And it's also really fucking hard. Like it's hard in my dynamic with you because a lot of times the phrase, I don't like it, but the, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. It just is coming up a lot and like how to navigate with you as we're working out, like what does life look like when we focus on these two individual things? But when I'm outside of like trying to process it with you, it's really quite sweet for me so far because it's been all about being balanced. I'm not trying to stop working. I'm definitely curbing back my work. This podcast is on the list of what will be maintained. The short list. The short list, a steadily decreasing list. But it's about if I have a client call or a big thing in my day, then I also have a bath on the schedule. I have reading my book, whatever the book is that I'm reading at the time. I have reading on my actual schedule blocked off. I have going for a walk with you. I have workout with my girlfriends on Thursday mornings. So I have these things that are like solid on the calendar and they are to be as respected as if I have a scheduled appointment with a client. Mm -hmm. And so that's been really interesting. So putting things like going to cute little shops that are here in the Dripping Springs area and having that just like have this balance. I've recently got into crocheting as well. So I feel like little old lady... (laughs) 
acupuncture, massage. Acupuncture, massage. Mm-hmm. I have a new therapist that I'm working with, a little old lady named Carol. <laughs> I see on telehealth. Oh, Carol Ski. Yeah, and She's like, I'm focused on making our environment beautiful, and like bringing happiness into our home, which bringing happiness into a home is the energy and I can make it really beautiful. I can put the flowers in and I can put the music on, but if my energy fucking sucks, it's not going to come over as well. So this whole thing is like, it's also pretty meta for me. So anyway, what does it all look like? We start to become practical. And then the next thing that you are doing after like fleshing out your actionable goals that are associated with your theme and your relationship theme, your goals and your desires it's time to now bring them into what does it actually look like on a calendar, day-to-day, week-to-week. So then your next piece is to map these things out on a big New Year calendar. Mm. And also on our individual calendars slash collective on our phone slash Google. Right. Well, we Mm -hmm. do the phone thing, but usually once we get a bigger picture on the like big calendar of Mm -hmm. what we're going to put where. We can start to fill on the day-to-day. Yeah. Yeah. So here are things that we discuss and we add to the whole year. Important dates, trips, and work commitments. Mm-hmm. Something that with our weekly check-in, so we do a relationship check-in every week. And that's how we look at week over week. Is everything that we've planned still accurate? Does anything need to move, get rescheduled, etc.? And so we put a lot of things on the calendar around this time, but they might shuffle as the year goes by. Mm-hmm. But we talk about the for sure things that are happening. So we've got a trip with our really close friends that's coming up in March. May. In May. Mm -hmm. And we have a really long trip that's coming up in like July, August. And so we took a look at, okay, what does this look like on the calendar? We're off here. Mm -hmm. We're doing these different things. There's different experiences that you're going to be going going to. to Japan next month. He's going to Japan in February. Mm -hmm. And so we just look at them so that we can see where they're located. Mm -hmm. The next thing that we choose and we discuss, or just on this little list I have here, is there's three things that are really important to our relationship. And I would love if you adopted these things or (laughs) made them your own because we've seen year over year in our relationship, which we're at almost our five-year anniversary now, which is really sweet, dating anniversary, Mm -hmm. that these three things, when these go by the wayside, we're Everything else really, goes to shit. We're really fucking affected by it. <laughs> so the first thing on this little list is date nights. For us, our recent choice is Fridays. If we don't have something that's like community oriented already on the books, or if we don't have um, travel. travel or something like that or commitments, then Friday is the date night. And that is literally like check out of work five-ish maybe, 5 p.m. and then have the evening together. And it's not just, what restaurant do you want to go to? Or let's just make dinner like normal and watch TV. It's planning something Mm -hmm. and showing each other that you're worth planning something. And I know people, especially with small kids, that can be pretty challenging, but it's still, even if you don't leave the house, it's still plan to do something and trying to plan something when you've got so many other responsibilities, I know can be really challenging. Just your relationship is worth it. It really, truly is. Tell them, baby. The next thing that we have are relationship deep dives. Date nights are weekly. Relationship deep dives are monthly. And they are, on one of your date nights, you're going even deeper. (laughs) 
So one of your balls deep, one of your date nights or one of our date nights, we do a relationship deep dive. Sometimes it's overnight at a hotel. Sometimes it's at an Airbnb or someplace relatively local that we go to on that particular date night during the deep dive, we revisit how we are doing with regards to our relationship goals Mm -hmm. regarding our themes, our words, how we're doing, how we're feeling in our relationship. And so a lot of times those are opportunities for, I'm going to use the fluffy term alchemizing Mm -hmm. where any crunchy shit that you might be holding on that we might be holding on to, it gets spoken about. It has proper space to get spoken about. And then we usually wind up doing some kind of ritual with each other that involves sex and all kinds of cool stuff. And so that really, like when we leave our relationship deep dives, we feel really connected with each other. Yeah, and we feel recommitted to our intentions, our word, whatever things maybe fell by the wayside. We determine, huh, why did that fall by the wayside? Does it just not actually want to be on this list or no, that's really important. I kind of just forgot about it, got wrapped up in other stuff. Great. Now it's back top of mind because if you just do this once at the beginning of the year, but you don't intentionally revisit it in a deep dive kind of way, then it can very easily, even a month in. And like, what was all this for? (laughs) It's kind of like it winds up creating a dynamic where I think people don't want to do these exercises because they're like, we talk about it, but it doesn't work. Well, that's because you have to plan to revisit it mm-hmm. and you both have to be on board you plan to plan to plan to plan <laughs> right. to plan to plan that's what it <laughs> fucking feels like so the other date that we look at the calendar is for the quarterly love trips do you want to describe what those are yeah so once a quarter to be kind of businessy about this i.e four times a year every, every three, three months, months. <laughs> we commit to a weekend somewhere doing something so like a friday to sunday could even be just an overnight, but like two full days, but ideally like a complete weekend. An example of what we intend to do is- On our first one. On our first one is Wimberley, right? Or is that the date Camping. Night one? Camping, that's right. So- Third analysis, right? Yes. So we have, we got all kinds of camping shit for- Our wedding. Our wedding. Because <laughs> we're going to be campers, but we're not yet, and but we're going to be. <laughs> over a year since our wedding- <laughs> And we haven't. We okay. used it for Burning Man and it came in handy. And But we want this to be something we more consistently do, is being outside in nature. And especially now that we're outside of the city, we have an awesome state park less than an hour away. So that's our first quarterly trip is camping. Yeah. And yeah, doing stuff like that. It can be traveling somewhere, flying somewhere. There's all kinds of options. It's a deeper, deep dive. We revisit these things, but if we have more space, we're really limiting distractions and committing to one another for more than just a night or a few hours, like a few days. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And so we try to plan these things or at least mark these things on the calendar for the whole year. Where are we going to do these quarterly love trips is what we call them. Where are we going to do our relationship deep dives? Because we're looking at, okay, well, if he's going to Japan and then however many weeks before I've got something and then however many weeks after he's got something else, well, then we don't want to put a relationship deep dive right either when he's getting back or... Right before I'm about to leave. Yeah. It really just depends. We just want to make sure that it's all balanced. Yes. This is super important because... Because otherwise it won't happen. Exactly. It's too and much. And or we'll resent it. It's like, it's too fucking much. It's like, oh, much. this is supposed to be a thing that we're excited about. That's like a, a reprieve, a little sabbatical of sorts. But if it's too packed in or if it's not intentionally put somewhere where it makes sense and where we know we'll be up for it, then 
yeah, we're not going to be excited about it. And we've learned yeah. this we have. the years. We definitely <laughs> have where I'm just like, oh my gosh, we've got to go. We're doing this thing. I'm so fucking busy and I have so much <laughs> stuff and what's happening. And so we try to make it easy on ourselves. There are some seasons every year that seem to have a lot of trips and a lot of commitments kind of back to back. And so for our relationship deep dive, we're going to stay local. We might sleep at home, but we're going to plan several things that are an easy driving distance. We're going to make it easy on ourselves. And then with regards to the date nights, those also can be relatively easeful. And so I have a Google doc now that I've started that are all of our relationship date night and deep dive ideas, different restaurants that we might want to try in the area, different experiences that we might go and do. And here's the thing with me focusing on happiness, I'm really connected to this process before I simply wasn't. So both of us were focused on different things and our relationship was a priority, but doing unique, different, connective things and like being creative, like it wasn't really happening. Yeah, a really consistent basis, yes. Yeah, like mm-hmm. occasionally, but this time it's, I'm excited. I'm excited to bring Jordan to come get a mani and a petty with me one day. <laughs> and then like, then we're gonna go try a new restaurant and then we'll come home after. And that's a date night. You know, and I'll schedule that and plan that. And that's something so simple and sweet. And and I don't know if you've ever done that. I certainly have it. And I'm only in if we paint my nails pink. Okay, great. Um, glitter. Okay, great. I'm looking at things that are just simply around the Dripping Springs area. Every time I'm driving my 40 minutes in and out of the city now, there's like signs that say Texas Honeybee Farm and Dr. Pound Museum and all these different things. And I'm like, what are these things? And so... I'm taking notes of these things and I'm putting them in a list and I'm checking on what are these things. And so like the Texas honeybee farm does right now until February, the bees are resting, but after February they do tours and I'm like, Oh, I want to go there. There's an art gallery and a sculpture garden that's here. And you know, what's kind of ridiculous is that there's so much available in Austin proper. And we just lived there for three years and, did very and well. pretty much did none of it. And so because we're here and because this is my focus, we're going to do all kinds of cool stuff. And there's less options. They're different, which feels more manageable. Yeah. Okay. So that is the macro of the year. The next one is that look at the month to the quarter ahead. Now, when you're looking at the month, the week, the month, maybe the quarter ahead, you're looking at your daily or weekly scheduling. So this is how we rounded it out, was actually putting things on our calendar for the weeks that were coming up that were aligned with our words. Mm -hmm. And so taking a look at what is actually on the calendar and what you can change, what you can change or add considering your new themes and your intentions. You got something on the calendar and you're like, this is soul sucking and does not align with anything and I don't have to do it, remove it. Mm Mm-hmm. And so for me, a lot of my happiness is if I have space and I'm not overcommitted. I spent a lot of this past year being really overcommitted and pouring from an empty cup. And once the cup was empty, it just created an environment inside of me that was just really hard to manage. And so I need space. And that means saying no. And that's very challenging for me at times, even though I feel like a person who says no a lot. But it's just telling people like I get asked, oh, I'm in the Austin area. I'd love to meet up, treat you to coffee. And I don't want to sound like an asshole, but that would literally drain the life out of me. Even if that person is so amazing and so lovely, I don't have the space to engage with them. And at this point, it's, I know that we're not going to be best friends. 
because I already have my close community and my close circle of friends. And they are the people that I have chosen to be available for and to. And so any new connections right now, it's not serving me. It's actually not serving either of us. So it sounds harsh. It sounds harsh (laughs) in some ways, but it is simply the truth. Yeah. Like I'm no one's new best friend right now. (laughs) (laughs) Why is she so fucking ruthless y'all? Kind of turned on by it. Stop. Okay. So what are ways then this is another thing that you're checking out on the week to month ahead or so is what are ways that you and your partner can support each other with graceful and compassionate accountability. Ah, it's a fun one. That's what I wrote. (laughs) What do you think it means? (laughs) It's checking in. It's asking the question. An example is last night's a great example. The day was done. It was a little after eight. We were eating a little later than we'd like to, but that's just how it went. Another thing that we committed to is having dinner at seven or earlier. So like no more eating after that, just help with sleep and all those kind of things. And no screens after nine. So we are willing to watch something on TV before nine. The other piece was, is it something we're excited to watch? Is it inspiring? Is it edifying? Is it truly entertaining? Edifying. Yeah. It's not something that we're, oh, what do you want to watch? Oh, let's look around and find something. And okay, we'll try this. Ah, But we haven't even heard anything about it. We're not super interested, but it's just there. We've looked long enough, so let's select it. An example, last night we had a (laughs) great experience of this where I checked us because we put on fucking Miss Cleo. Call me Miss Cleo. (laughs) Come on down for your free sidekick reading. (laughs) You always sound Irish, like a leprechaun. Well, like her, it was a fake accent. But it was a Jamaican accent. You sound like like Lucky Charms (laughs) when you do that. (laughs) I don't know the difference between Irish and Jamaican. That's all I got. And so threw this on casually and we're a handful of minutes in and I just look over and I'm like, do we want to be watching this? I'm personally not into it. I'm not excited. I'm not inspired. I'm not entertained. And so we, then you said, oh, well, do you want to put something else on? I'm like, well, it's 8.40 and we're done at nine. And then basically it was like, okay, cool. Let's turn it off. And then we went to bed and read and went to, fell asleep early and it was great. That felt important and it felt yeah, it felt significant. Like, oh, this, we're doing things differently. There's a level of intention and accountability where we're collaborating. And I'm excited to see where that continues to go. So there's an example of that. Yeah, absolutely. And we looked at, I think, week by week ahead. And maybe even it takes putting something like that on the calendar. Where it's like, where it's like make us. the thing red. And yeah. it's like, screens off. Yeah. You know, and there's the block or whatever. You got to do whatever works for you. Mm-hmm. And chances are high that we're going to fall off the train and back on the train and on off the train, back on the train, mm-hmm. especially after travel and shit. It's yeah. just everything's upside down for a little while. And so the other thing that we look at is, okay, well, if you have these lists, this list of like intimate things that represent consistency for you. And I have this list of intimate things that represent happiness for me alongside my work commitments. What does this actually translate in a week? putting them on the calendar. And I mentioned it earlier, but that's really the end. That's more or less what we end on is putting these things, laying them out so that we can see them for the week ahead. And it brings up the importance again of the relationship Mm check-in, which is something that we do. We've chosen to do it every Sunday evening, Sunday early evening. Yeah. So a couple examples of things that are weekly that we've identified are important that embody our individual and collective words, Every Monday morning, going on a walk, first thing. 
Which so, we did this morning. Which we did this morning at 8 a.m. So 8 to 8.30, a walk. And in the past, we've tried to say, oh, we want to do this three times a week on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And we've overextended ourselves. It's unrealistic. But you know what is realistic for the rest of our lives and certainly at the very least in this season? Every Monday morning. There's no reason that we can't do that. And so through that logic, we right. put it on there's the no reason outside of travel and commitments exactly. and different things like that. But mm-hmm. generally, like there's no reason or yep. sickness or whatever could yep. be happening. There's really no reason. Yes. And then another example is Tuesday morning yoga. It's like, oh, we wanna that's something that we've It's really challenging. It's for really us. challenging. We're gonna give it another try. And we're giving it another try because we determined we actually do want to do this, even though we have not been super successful in the past in committing to this, we both want to do it. So that's mm-hmm. on the calendar. And for me, every Thursday is our women's group workout. And so mm-hmm. I schedule acupuncture right behind it. Mm-hmm. So I like try to plan my days as best as I can. That way I can f- balance them out. And mm-hmm. so then this gives us an opportunity for both of us to see our schedules so that, that we can then hold each other accountable. I can create boundaries, which I'm working on around when you commit to what you commit at the times that you do to leave you alone and you're working on it too in my direction mm-hmm. so that we can really support each other in achieving the thing that we know is really, really important. Yeah. So when you are done looking at the week ahead, maybe the month ahead, just know that if you have a relationship check-in or you're going to have a date night or you're going to have a relationship deep dive, just know that this won't be the only time you ever go through these things. Mm-hmm. To me, that's very settling I know that we're going to revisit this. I know that it's not going to be just me nagging. Well, you have your phone and this is not consistent and it's not going to be this thing where, you know, oh, well, I said I wanted to be happy and now we're just like two months in and we've forgotten it. I know that we're going to revisit it. Mm-hmm. And so that definitely feels good. Once we feel complete with mapping out maybe the week or so ahead, maybe the month, it's closing. And then we fuck. You're so ridiculous. I'm not. I'm just speaking truth. I don't know if we actually did them, but we did that day. We had ritual planned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when we say ritual, that's like a whole subject for another time. There is an older podcast recording that I did that's about sex magic. Feel free to go back and give that a listen. Mm-hmm. Um, that was from back in like 2020 maybe, or maybe early 2021. But we go into ritual with each other and that's kind of like how we seal the deal. But with regards to the actual exercise, we blew out the candle. Mm-hmm. And that signified the end of our time together because I really do believe that you need an opening and a closing. Otherwise it feels kind of loose. And there were a couple of things that were like left open for hours. And I was from our experience that I was feeling the next day or like, mm-hmm. we need to close these loops, but it feels pretty closed now a week later. Mostly ish. And yeah, we get to yeah. continually revisit it. Yeah, and we get to continually revisit it. And this is a relationship, a conscious coupledom. This is living life intentionally. Yeah, really being supportive in relationship and in partnership and leaving space for wonder and awe and magic while also just not leaving it up to chance. And that feels really empowering to me. Shut your beautiful face. Okay. Any mm. final words? No. That is our <laughs> official, unofficial... New Year's theme resolution for your relationship. <laughs> yep. Keep going. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all I got. It's a very descriptive title. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. All right, loves. Mm-hmm. You're done done? Nope, you're <sighs> done done. I'm going to hit the button. I'm going to hit the button. Touch the okay, button. See ya, bye. bye, y'all. Psych. We're back. Yeah. Well, I had to hit stop recording in order for Jordan to go, oh, yeah. Well, here's the thing, y'all. You know that we do this, right?
Yes. We like do this. Like this is what we do. We do. Yes. This lives. is what we do. We work with you. <laughs> we work with couples. We work with singles too. Jordan works with men. I work with women. We work with couples and we have a program called Couples Goals. We've run it three times. We're getting ready to run it for a fourth time mm-hmm. in 2023. It's also associated with one of our most exciting retreat experiences as well, which is yeah. so fun. And so um, tell them a little bit about Couples Goals. Yeah. So there's Couples Goals, the virtual experience, and then there's the in-person retreat and they couple nice together. Mm-hmm. This next round of the virtual starts in March and it's six weeks. It's a date night, the way a lot of people like to look at it. Yeah, a designated date night every Wednesday. Yep. I think we might do Monday this time because, but whatever. A designated date night every week. <laughs> uh-huh. And it's two hours and it's very experiential. Mm-hmm. And so there's anywhere from 10-ish or so couples, live video Zoom call. And everybody gets naked. Everybody gets naked. And that we, is a we lie. suck it and fucking. That's and a lie. It's a lie. It's such a <laughs> that lie. is a question a lot of people ask. People ask that they're, question. They're very curious. Like, whoa, what does that look like? Anything Group that is on the more. <laughs> anything that's on the more risque side is. Off like, camera. Off camera. Exactly. Off camera. But everybody's fully clothed. Yeah. And we go through conscious kink, BDSM. Tantra. Tantra, but non-violent you communication. All the way, you what? jumped all what the way towards the end of the experience, but we set up a really beautiful foundation yes. so that you can delve into things like conscious kink and Tantra and all I was that. starting with the juicy stuff. Yeah, but some that's kind of frightening for some people. Totally. Like, we oh, very yeah, much we start do? with the foundation and slow yeah. build. It's a hero's journey. Love that shit. And yeah, and we go into all kinds of beautiful stuff. There's a community that develops as a result of it. There's that mastermind kind of feel to it master heart as I like to say and there's a private telegram thread where we get to share things throughout the week in between calls we also have a men's only and a women's only component to it which is also really supportive and a nice balance yeah and then it climaxes with the retreat which Mm -hmm. will be in April, April 20th to 23rd yeah. in Austin. Yeah. And yeah. so after sharing our whole process and all of that with all of you, I think that it is important that we share that we are very much committed to helping other couples on my path and discovering what is my happy and all of that. There's a couple things for sure when it comes to the work that I personally do in the world. And that is supporting other couples to be able to be more in alignment to be able to love each other deeper, to have really great intimacy. You know, Jordan and I went through some challenging shit in 2022 and we still love each other deeply, show up for each other infallibly so, and we still have a great sex life. It's really important to me. I definitely feel so much purpose in helping other people either achieve a relationship of their dreams or their current relationship, have it unfold into the relationship they've always dreamed it to be, that they could. And for you, I know that you find a lot of purpose in this too. I so do. And one more thing I'll share is now having done this a few times over the past couple of years in conjunction with other stuff, my men's stuff, your women's stuff, the way it's all flowing together is unlike anything I could have imagined. We've now seen several relationships that were on the brink of divorce breaking up that are like now- Like he was living in a hotel. Yes. Like multiple relationships. They were, and we don't say that we work with couples in crisis. No. But- this just happened to unfold this way mm-hmm. and their relationship is completely and totally transformed. Just so beautiful. Yeah. And with couples goals specifically, we very much 
identify it as for all in couples. So couples, that's not to say everything's perfect. <laughs> Absolutely not necessarily. You just know that that's your person. You just exactly. And you're committed to making that your person. Yeah. And you're wanting to inject more intimacy, more romance, more sexiness, more novelty, and be supporting that process. Because it's really fucking challenging to do on your own. But when you have people that are fighting the good fight with you and some fearless leaders guiding the way a little bit. I wouldn't call us fearless, but... Yeah, maybe fierce. Sure. Working on it. Yes. Yeah, and it is significantly easier. And just more enjoyable. And to see so many people come in and they'd be like, we had a couple recently that has several kids and they've (laughs) just, they're like, we're having the best sex of our lives now. Yeah. You know, or for them to say, we didn't even realize that this was the main thing that was missing, you know, because our whole focus in couples goals is to give people tools Mm -hmm. that they can practically and put into their relationship. And one of those things that it's one of those kinds of things that it's like, once you know it, you can't unknow it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's really special. Yeah. And something I've been saying recently that really resonates is it's not rocket science, but it is a science. Great. Come on now. All right. So join us for Couples Goals Virtual and Couples Goals The Retreat. For more info, you can check out the show notes or find us on Instagram at that sex chick. At conscious.bro. All right. Love y'all. Now we're really done. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you loved it, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a new episode. And if you extra, extra loved it, make sure to leave a five-star review. I'll see y'all next week.